What's up, Cardboard Nation? Welcome to another episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. I'm your host, Rob Bertrand. Joining me as always, Chris Stuber. Chris, how are you today? Doing well, Rob. Little, I know you had a dentist appointment today. I, I hope you're all uh, unnumb and recovering nicely. The numbness has subsided a little bit. The puffiness in my cheek is still there a little bit, but ah, I'm here. I'm a trooper. I'm a gamer. You are a gamer. <laughs> Uh, we've got a big show for you tonight, uh, including breaks from Upper Deck and Panini America, a couple great videos, several stories and hobby happenings again, and of course, our Go GTS Live Q of the Week poll question. Chris, regale us with that poll question. And I will do that. Do you continue to collect cards of your favorite player if they change teams? Yes, no. Or depends which team. Currently with 73 votes, we have yes as the leader at 50.7%, while no and depends which team are tied at 24.7%. Still an hour left to vote, so go to the GoGTS Live Twitter account and vote for this. And again, do you continue to collect cards of your favorite player if they change teams? Rob, what about you? No way, Jose. <laughs> nope. I uh, I guarantee you I will not own a um, Patrick Kane and a Rangers uniform card. Mm. Well, I'm different just because the question is phrased, your favorite player. So even though he changes teams, does that mean your favorite player then changes in your mind? Um, well, see, it... I would have, well, let me back that up. Had Cal Ripken changed teams, I would have mm -hmm. had Nolan Ryan, which he did a bunch. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. But Nolan Ryan was already retired after I got back into the hobby. Ripken wasn't. So it wouldn't have mattered for him, but I, I'm almost more of a team collector than I am a player collector. Yeah, I have okay. a couple of PC guys, you know, greats, Cal Ripken Jr. and Nolan Ryan, but for the most part, I'm a team collector. Sure. So yeah, I have no interest in having a Patrick Kane New York Rangers card. Okay, because I am more of a player collector, I would say. So my favorite current baseball player is Mike Trout. He's an angel. He happens to be from the Philadelphia area. Now, if he changed teams to say maybe whether it be the Phillies or the Yankees, that would probably make me even more interested because one, the Phillies are my team. And then again, the Yankees are the Yankees and they always have a chance to go to the playoffs and win. So depending on who you, I guess your favorite player is and how you look at your fandom and your rooting interest, whether it is for the team or for the player, but this specific question itself, it said player. So if Mike Trout moved to a different team, it may get me more excited because I just don't think the Angels are going anywhere, unfortunately. Okay. James, what about you? Um, well, my favorite player that, to collect is Kevin Garnett. And okay. he changed teams in his career and went to the Boston Celtics and won a championship. And I'm very, very happy for him. I'm very glad he has that on his resume. But I do not collect cards of Kevin Garnett in a Celtics jersey. Or a Brooklyn Nets jersey. Just not going to do it. Sure. But 
a current favorite player of mine that's still in the league, Josh Akogi, was drafted by the Timberwolves, and now he now plays for the Phoenix Suns, and he's kind of their fifth starter now uh, in there for defense, and he's playing really well. So he's gonna he's on a team that could go far in the playoffs, and I will yep. collect him in a Suns uniform because I'm a big fan of him. And if you watch tonight's uh, outro, I posted a Josh Akogi card, and you'll so, see it in a Wolves so it, jersey. So is it more? You pick and choose the player, then I guess it depends on the team. Okay. Even though I'm not a big Suns fan, I'm happy for Josh Kogi that he's on a good team. And, sure, uh, uh, and he but, may have, have a chance to win something. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it, if he had gone to say you know Boston or um, the Warriors, I mean I'd still be happy for him, but I wouldn't necessarily want to collect him. Sure. And when I was a kid, my favorite player was Barry Bonds. I'm actually wearing a Barry Ooh, Bonds t-shirt today. And he went from the Pirates to the Giants. And I didn't change my allegiance. I was still a big fan and still collected Barry Bonds. Okay. El Jefe in the Twitch chat. So when they leave, they are dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yep. Pretty, that's that's kind of how I feel. Uh, I don't know if I would be as harsh on a lot of the Blackhawks that were on the Stanley Cup teams because, I mean, that's something that, you know, I'll remember forever. I mean, three in that span in the modern era yeah. is a dynasty to me. And um, I I will be cheering when Kane's number is raised to the rafters. And I know the, the organization being as classy as it is, will give them an amazing homecoming as will the fans, but it'll be, it would be bittersweet for me to like have Patrick Kane cards in a, in a Rangers uniform, you know, it, uh, I, I just, I don't need them. You know, it's, sure. it's fine. I'm a, I'm a Hawks fan, not a Rangers fan. It always seems like it's the Rangers. I remember growing up, Eric Lindros was traded to the Rangers. Wayne Gretzky was traded to the Rangers. Uh, they always seem to get those marquee guys. I guess it's not a surprise that Patrick Kane is with the Rangers. They all seem to get those marquee guys past their prime for a playoff True. push. You know? True. Yes. But uh, and and Kane came on hot when he needed to. If if the Rangers were on the fence at all, he had a little scoring output that I think put it over the top. And I think they're hoping to catch lightning in a bottle again with Artemi Panarin because those two on a line a handful of years ago, oh my gosh, it was just, we thought, we thought good things were going to come. I mean, the number of young players that the Hawks have, have let go because they've been so up against the salary cap. Right. It was, was just absolutely brutal. I mean, you can start with Artemi Panarin. You can go to Alex DeBrinkett. You can go to Kirby Doc. I mean, it's just, I yep. mean, that's a line right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and we've talked about it, you know, off the air numerous times about Patrick Kane and how they waited way too long to trade this guy. Four Even though he can put long. up a lot of points still, but if you're talking three to five years ago, what you could have gotten for Patrick Kane in comparison to what they got, it's night and day. And it's Absolutely. A, probably a franchise you know, saving kind of a deal for the Blackhawks if they could have made that deal three to five years ago. Absolutely. And, and yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, couple people weighing in on the poll question. Joe Raniak, yes, I'll get Dave Kingman cards, even with him as a Yankee. Sure. Yes, fan seventy one says my favorite player is still my favorite player, no matter what uniform they have on. Uh, and will we trust says if my fave player goes to the Ravens, Browns, or Bengals, I have a nice place for them in my fireplace. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> it's interesting. It's a it's an interesting question because it's team allegiance versus, I guess, your favorite player on that team. And I don't know. I mean, from a card perspective, everything to me is based on the player. Yes, he's wearing a team uniform. He has a team logo on that card. But as a card collector, you're always chasing that player. And I mean, I remember growing up, I had boxes of Barry Bonds cards and I had boxes of Mike Trout cards. Um, I just don't think that I could just get rid of those cards and like stop being a fan of those players because they just change teams. It's the dynamic of professional sports today yep. in the modern era of sports that players move around. It's very rare that an athlete stays with a one franchise for his entire career. It just doesn't really happen that often anymore. Yep, absolutely. Stacy Ann says she um, PCs Nolan Ryan, and so she'll take him in whatever uniform. And obviously that you know makes sense. I, I sit in front of my Nolan Ryan collection, but you can see him back there. Yeah, there, you, you there's some nice Astros, one. there's some Mets, there's some, you know, Rangers. So, all right, all right, good stuff. Well, if you haven't done yeah. so, please uh, weigh in on that poll question. We will update it later in the program. And uh, so, yeah, let's up that sample size if we will. Curious. Up to 84 votes, it looks like now. So, what other how that might shift before the end of the program. It's a curious question. It is. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's take a look at news notes and nuggets from around the web in this hobby that we all love in our weekly hobby happenings segment. Well, not all hobby crime related stories end well. However, Sports Collectors Daily recently reported on two instances from north of the border where some justice and restitution were made. A couple of stories from that we reported on previously. So first from last April, we told you about a Wayne Gretzky super collector who had six figures worth of memorabilia of the great one stolen from a storage unit that they were being temporarily held while the owner was in the process of moving, if I remember correctly. Mm. But Royal Canadian Mounted Police say they've arrested a suspect and located about $100,000 worth of Gretzky items, including numerous autographs and photos that belonged to Aaron Gratias of Saskatchewan. Last week, RCMP executed a search warrant at a home in Shellbrook and recovered a large quantity of the hockey memorabilia. Unfortunately, however, some of the memorabilia remains unaccounted for. Mm. 
Mm. Sports Collectors Daily reports that 41-year-old Derek Herzog has been charged with possession of stolen property obtained by crime over $5,000. He's due in court April 4th, and the investigation, as they say, is ongoing. Of course. Earlier this month, Luke Crisby, owner of the Hobby Stop in Edmonton metro area, watched security video of a burglar swiping some high-dollar hockey cards and unopened boxes. The theft resulted in loss of tens of thousands of dollars. Police say the burglar tried to sell one of the stolen cards to another shop in Edmonton, a Gretzky booklet autograph number 212. Thankfully, word was already on the street, though it led to an arrest according to this story, as reported by David Iwasik of CTZ News, who talked to the shop owner. Thousands of dollars worth of trading cards are back where they belong tonight after being stolen from a Leduc hobby shop. Last week, we showed you surveillance images of the thief in action. And tonight, a suspect is in custody. And a big assist for his arrest goes to Wayne Gretzky. David Awasik explains. Surveillance images last week showed someone breaking through the front door and stealing as much as $75,000 worth of hockey and other collectible cards. Today, the owner of the same business says RCMP have now solved the case and they've returned a big portion of what was taken. I am surprised. It's, it was close to half. Close to $35,000 worth of cards, says Luke Crisby, and all because someone didn't know cards, especially ones with the highest profile players can be tracked. There's always a serial number, and the serial numbers matched the one that was missing, and they called us right away. We contacted the RCMP, and the uh, individual was caught on camera. The matching serial number belonged to this guy, Wayne Gretzky. This special edition card is one that a suspect tried to sell days after the Leduc break-in at another card shop in Edmonton called Frogger's. Not the hockey player to pawn in a town that knows the difference between good cards and the great ones. I asked him about the card and he didn't know anything about it. And I just don't understand how you have that big of a card and you don't know any information on the card. So it's an awful couple of red flags for me. Once the RCMP figured out who their suspect was, the EPS helped take him down. Along with those retrieved cards, they say they found collectible cards from other shops and also seized an assault-style rifle with nearly 150 rounds of ammunition. The recovery of over $35,000 so far of this property is extremely significant, and we're really happy to be able to return that property to the property owner. Luke Crisby says... He'll call getting half his stuff back a win. Uh, you know what? Got a lot of help from our friends in the industry and uh, got lucky on a few things. And he's thankful so many people played a part, as well as an assist from the great one himself. David Awasik, CTV News, Edmonton. Well, both Sports Collectors Daily and E-Commerce Bites reports that eBay is hiring a C-suite executive for a director slash general manager of trading cards, innovation, technology, and partnerships. The, well, it's just really director, general manager of trading cards. The job is based at eBay's San Jose, California headquarters and involves the development of operating plans, seller support, strategy, marketing, and quote, developing integrated solutions and services for customers. 
among other responsibilities. It pays a hefty sum, anywhere from 160000 to 254000 a year. But as, as SC Daily points out, it's not a job for a rookie. No, no, no. In addition to a college degree, applicant background should include 10 plus years of experience in an online marketplace, digital platform, or related e-commerce business, five plus years in a collectible or trading cards related business, five plus years for uh, of P&L and or revenue goals, as well as merger and acquisition or management consulting experience. The director slash GM of trading cards will be both a strategic and operational leader responsible for driving category growth through owning the end-to-end consumer experience and the posting states and continues. This includes optimizing marketing and on-site merchandising, attracting and retaining key inventory and developing integrated solutions and services. Bob Means, who recently left the company, was involved with the eBay Vault and the recently announced eBay Live shopping platforms, getting those off the ground before he departed. Now, Chris, don't be getting any ideas. No. Uh, no. Like I told you before, <laughs> Rob, you have to kick me out. So, no. <laughs> no ideas here. <laughs> Uh, we have a new winner for most lost on a card in the shortest amount of time. Exactly eight months ago, this card sold at Golden for $2.1 million. The winner co-signed it. The Heritage Auctions for their recent catalog event is sold over the weekend for just $720,000. For those that are math deficient, which is me because my Roman numerals are on par um that's a loss of 1.38 million or five thousand six hundred and thirty three dollars each day the owner held it each day ouch <laughs> yes each day five thousand six hundred and thirty three dollars each day the better question is unless the owner was desperate for money why would you choose to sell during this current market correction and Rob, we could probably go on for two hours about this whole thing. But yes, why would you sell that card? Is LeBron losing value over the next five to 10 years? No, I, the only thing I can think of is somebody's got a tax bill to pay or needed a loss. Or <laughs> so, I mean, there's got to be some, some reason because nobody does that. He, you know what you bought it for. You know what you can sell it for now. You pull the trigger. <laughs> I mean, unless you needed to offset a capital gains, you know, I don't know. It's such a beautiful card. I mean, unless I like, like you said, unless you really, really need the money, there's no reason to sell. It's, it's such a loss of money. It doesn't make sense. You know, how this the card that's like has a lawsuit surrounding it. Is it this exact card? I don't think it. I don't. I thought I saw Paul uh, Lesko tweeting about. Uh, there, there is a card. There might be another yeah, one. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's this card. It very well could be. Now, you know, rich people think different than we do, mm-hmm. and 
you know, in some degree, they may not be true collectors. <laughs> sure, but they're rich people. So rich people don't buy million dollar cards to lose, well, million dollars. Unless, unless you need that kind of loss to offset something else. True. Where, you're, where your net thing is going to be even regardless of what you had sold. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, is it, it, I guess I take for granted, I guess, sometimes millionaires and thinking that they have an idea of what they're doing with their money <laughs> rather than just throwing it away. But in this case, if you're a millionaire and you spend this kind of money on a sports card and maybe you're not into the sports card realm, but you got into it at a, during the boom and you're just looking to get out of it and you don't care about losing millions, this is what you do. You you right. sell something like this. But if you're in it to gain money, everything then, is then down. Stocks hold. are down. Yeah. Cards are down. Everything is down right now. This is not the period to sell this type of card. Which leads me to believe that there was ulterior. Sure. <laughs> that, that's what makes the most sense. Yes. <laughs> uh, in other uh, heritage auction news, we have an update on that 1996 Upper Deck U.S. Olympic Champions Reflections of Gold Signatures Michael Jordan card that we had told you about. Well, it sold over the weekend for a very impressive $210,000. Can't go wrong with Mike. More great marketing from Upper Deck on NHL Network. Watch this. With the New Jersey Devils, uh, he's going to move somewhere most likely. I mean, again, I think he would be a good – Mike Kelly just talked about Carolina. I'm sure you'd take New Jersey. He'd be a good fit in a lot of places. When you watch him play, Dana, what comes to mind? Power, speed, obviously good hands, pure goal scorer, back and put the puck in net. Not much not to like about Timo Meyer, and just from the standpoint of his size and especially uh, down the stretch and going into playoffs, he's the type of player that could help a lot of teams, Billy, obviously. Would it fit the Devils with a little more size up front? Of course it would, but there's a lot of variables there from the standpoint that they would like a sign and trade kind of deal. So does that throw some little caveat into it? Some teams may be willing to give up a lot just for a rental. Although his next year, his qualifying offer is 10 million bucks. So sometimes I think uh, fans in general forget uh, in certain fan bases that there's just a lot to this. And obviously Mike Greer has been pretty close to the vests and obviously it's a game right now. Everybody's pushing for the biggest package, and, and they're talking and bantering. But at the end of the day, he's got to take what he feels is best for the San Jose yeah. Sharks moving forward. So I, it's intriguing for sure. Yeah. And I really have no idea. I, yeah. Being a little biased, would I love him in New Jersey? Well, why not? Who would? Yeah. Of course. I think, he, I think he would take them to another level as far as bringing that big power forward in the lineup that can get you a big goal, doesn't need as many opportunities to score around the net. Strong, straight mm. lines cannot push him off the yeah. puck. He's a bull. Mm. He'd rather go through you than around <laughs> you. And when he gets the puck, he's shooting it. Second in yeah. the NHL yeah. and shots on net behind Pasternak. He rips everything at the net. He got a really good shot. Where he lands... That's going to be a difference. Uh, yeah. <laughs> New Jersey, Carolina, yeah. if, whoever gets them, if it's down to those two teams, yeah. that could be the difference between the Stanley Cup and not the Stanley Cup for those squads. No question about it. So uh, we'll keep an eye on the Timo Meyer situation. And
Some news out of the TOPS industry conference this week. A handful of popular brands ranging the gamut from lower end, mid-range retail hobby to online exclusives are being benched or <laughs> at least given temporary hiatus. They include Clearly Authentic, Bowman Chrome X, Gold Label, Opening Day, Bowman First Edition, Tops Fire, and Tops Gallery. While some new entertainment products will include a set for the new remake of Dune and a super premium product for Star Wars called Galactic Antiquities, which will be a higher end release than Masterworks. Wow. Hmm. Very interesting. A Nebraska City man was sentenced to Monday, sentenced Monday to probation and ordered to pay restitution after defrauding victims in a sports card scheme we told you about last year. Christopher Carlson, 25 years old, was found guilty of theft by deception. Victims told police that Carlson offered to sell collectible cards, but did not send the cards to the buyers. To the buyers, other online buyers were coaxed into sending valuable cards on the promise of a trade. But say the traded cards never came. Sorry, Chris, there should have been a comma there. That's OK. No worries. Punctuation matters. I'm like uh, Ron Burgundy. If it's on there, I'm going to read it. So. <laughs> you know. This week's and flip mean, of the and a thing. <laughs> <laughs> this week's flip of the week from Alton Insights features a game used bat from the one and only Hammer and Hank Aaron. The bat received a strong PSA DNA game use 9.5 grade, exhibiting outstanding game use characteristics. It came to the auction block uh, with a photo of the original recipient with the legendary slugger who originally sold the bat through Heritage Auctions in August of 2020, where it sold for $39,600. Well, fast forward two and a half years later to this past weekend, when the bat returned to Heritage and this time sold for $264,000, hmm. making it the highest price ever paid for an Aaron bat at auction. And for those of you doing the math at home, that's a 564% total appreciation or 114% annually. Amazing. Yeah. That is one heck of an investment, no question. Uh, that 2022 Lionel Messi Black one-of-one one Panini World Cup soccer sticker we recently told you about sold last night through Golden for an absolutely amazing $139,200. As you sticker. might expect, yes, for a sticker. And I don't collect <laughs> stickers that often, but I mean, for Lionel Messi, I can see why it would go that high. Um, but it is a sticker. As you might expect, yes, it is the highest price ever paid for a soccer sticker. Pretty incredible, Rob. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. One of the top priorities of Fanatics Collectibles is marketing the trading card and collectibles hobby to more fan and potential new more fans and potential new collectors. To lead that effort, Fanatics has hired Ken Turner as its first chief marketing officer. 
In the newly created role, Turner will further build the company's marketing organization and oversee brand vision, strategy, and marketing efforts for both physical and digital collectibles. Prior to joining Fanatics, Turner was the executive vice president and chief marketing officer at Red Bull North America. He will play a key role in helping the new company attract more fans to the trading card and collectibles hobby. He will work closely with Fanatics Collectibles partners, sports leagues, players associations, athletes, and creators to enhance storytelling and create compelling campaigns, activations, experiences through marketing, advertising, and new content. And he will report directly to CEO Michael Mahan. They're making some moves at Fanatics. Uh, Sports Collectors Daily reports that the jersey Joe Montana wore during uh, one of two of his four Super Bowl victories in 1985 and 1989 and is now the most expensive football jersey sold at auction. It sold at Golden for over $1.2 million after a late surge of bidding Wednesday night. The price for the jersey nearly tripled the previous auction record of $480,000 set in January of last year for Tom Brady's 2021 regular season jersey. Well, it seems like sports memorabilia, Rob, is pretty hot right now. It is. And that's a look at this week's hobby happenings. Yeah. All right. Some good good stuff stuff this week. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, So, The Daytona 500 Panini America VIP experience was on a totally different level. Check out the winner's full weekend red carpet treatment in this video clip from Panini America. We'll be back to update the poll question. Congratulations. Good to see you. This hey, is my wife, Angela, Joey. my cousin, Shelby, nice and her husband. Uh, so, yeah. so explain to me the winning process on how this worked. You so bought, you bought I would open my cards, cards and yep. uh, stack them. Well, it was probably a stack like this. No, so right. I would Of all the... Yeah, the, so okay. I, would, I got your... Your yep. thing memorized, you know. You the, know the, it. The yep, you got it with the wheel the whole yep. time. You know and then, uh, yeah, every so often I just grab a stack and enter them in. And five weeks ago I get an email and I'm like, no way, this ain't, this ain't right. <laughs> so I had to verify it and then I called Hunter up and I'm like, hey, you know those cards that Panini always has in there? Yeah. And they have those codes? I'm like, I won the trip. And he's like, you're messing with me, <laughs> you know, and, and stuff. I'm like, nope, nope. I'm like, you want to go? Get one pack each. Okay. You pull a jewelry card, I'll send you a case of cards. And you got that one okay. in your pocket, right? So come over here. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's a racer. <laughs> and you race. All right. Oh. He's drinking out. Oh, no. Jeez, oh, okay, oh. I got Danica, Bubba, Bradley, Reddick, Lejoie, Cole Custer, another brand, 
Stenhausen. Oh, we're getting, we're getting, his, there's only a few left. We got BJ McCloud, Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick. Chris Rubai had you so excited. Right there, you're like, oh. Hey, we're gonna have some more. Oh, wait, there's still a. But wait, there's more. Oh, I didn't even see this one back there. Oh, awesome. Look at that. All right. All right. Okay. I even watched uh, the video of you signing the National Treasures cards the other day. Signed or was that a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Tonight. I'm gonna have you sign that in a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> this one's pretty. The special, special Joey Logano box. Okay. You want to see it first? Oh, yeah. And diamond. Diamond. 101 diamond card. And they say diamonds are forever, man. <laughs> They're not just for women. No. <laughs> and our winner, our winner <laughs> said that you thought that was really cool. It is super cool. Yeah, hey, I, cool. I, I saw him earlier You even would week. want one, right? Well, why would I not bring one? Why would oh. I not Here you go, sir. Oh, that's super cool. Now, if you guys want to trade, you. you can trade. <laughs> That's off. These are definitely, I've only seen three cars with diamonds in them. And they've all been yours. Two of them are right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's going to hang around in my collection forever. What's that? This Sunday. Maybe my grandkids will think that's really, really cool Sunday. <laughs> Don't judge me on my card handling, though, okay? Don't judge it. It's got my fingerprints on it, all right? It's even better. All right, sounds good. Well, let's go to the poll question that was uh, we put out there earlier. Do you continue to collect uh, cards of your favorite player if they change teams? And currently with 122 votes, uh, yes leads the way at 50%. No is trailing at 27% and depends which team is at 23%. So we still have about 45 minutes on the poll, but with uh, 122 votes so far, yes is leading the way. All right, gotcha. Okay. All right, so in addition to Panini's Phoenix NFL Football, which was in a release, and OPG NHL, which was in a release, we have a handful of others to tell you about in our weekly Hot in the Shop segment. We took a look uh, during our box break segment at Panini Prism Choice draft picks or Prism draft picks, collegiate basketball cards, hobby, uh, which was last week's release. Uh, this week is the choice configuration. It's a little bit of a quicker rip. One pack, eight cards. You're still going to get an auto. Two base silver prisms, three BYG choice cards, one red choice and one rated prospect choice or base variation. Obviously loaded rookie class as we looked at. Paulo Banchero, Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgrim, 
and many, many more. Uh, look for super rare tiger stripes, ultra rare nebulas, combo color parallels, so blue, yellow, green parallel. Those are only found in choice boxes. And then the base set, 100 card base set, pretty loaded, unique patterns, stunning parallels. Rated Prospects makes its Prism debut. So if you're like, hey, that was new. Yes, it was. And that is in stores now. And the checklist is up on GoGTS.net. 2021-22 Panini Impeccable Soccer Cards Asia Edition delivers four Ruby autograph cards, one additional Ruby autograph or memorabilia card, plus one Ruby metal card, one Ruby silver, um, number to four, or Ruby gold parallel number to two, and one Ruby base card number to six in every box. Impeccable returns for the 2021-22 Premier League season with a full roster of limited inserts, autographs, metal cards, plus the extremely limited Asia-exclusive Ruby cards and much more. The configuration is three boxes, one pack, and eight cards. And again, it's extreme limit, extremely limited. All 20 Premier League clubs are included in the collection. Collect them all, starting with the 150-card base set featuring Panini Asia-exclusive parallels. Uh, Panini Asia is the home of the Ruby cards, again, number the six, and the silver and then the gold. Collect memorabilia and autographs for Premier League stars, past and present, and sets including elegance, jersey autographs, all-time legends, impeccable stars, and more. Check it out. Um, really cool edition here, Asia edition. Next up. Bowman Inception baseball cards, which is going to deliver two autograph cards plus one foil parallel and four base cards in every box. Capture the youthful exuberance of the game's future superstars with this colorful release of 2022 Bowman Inception, bringing top prospects into your collection. 100-card base set and inception once again features the inaugurations foil stamp signifying players receiving their first bowman inception card uh new this year bowman inception autograph dual relic cards with varied numbering from 50 down to one and one inception autographs parallels numbered to 99 to one and one including the new gold foil pattern two uh, short print Inception autographs numbered to 10, Inception silver signing autos, varied numbering, and primordial prospect autographs, again, with varied numbering. That parallels from 75 down to 101, and the Inception silvers from 25 to 101. So 100 card base set and parallels from 99 to one of one new this year are blue foil pattern two, which are numbered to 99, gold foil pattern two, numbered to 50, and gold foil pattern three, numbered to 50 as well. Checklist is up on gogts.net. 2022 Leaf Decision Midterm Madness Trading Cards delivers 20 total cards, including three premium hits in every box, loaded with new content uh, over. 200 new base sets, or I should say base cards, plus rare high numbers and foil parallels. Look for the new mask materials, 
world leader flags, authentic cut signatures, also pieces of Americana, super gems, money cards, super flags, God bless America flags, Biden 46 coins, Atlantic City set, nicknames Biden gaffes and political gems. Check it out this week, Midterm Madness. And just a couple of quick notes. Two products we detailed for you last week from Leaf in the game used multi-sport and exotic basketball cards actually rolled over to this week. Uh, so they are hot in the shop or available at your favorite breaker or online retailer as well. And that's a look at this week's hot in the shop. Okay. We're going to put Chris to work pulling those 11 winners while he's doing that. You guys are going to be watching a great video. One of the most creative sports artists on the planet. If not, you know, well, I should say in the hobby for sure. If not the planet, Tim Carroll mm. turns junk wax into beautiful works of art. Here's how the math teacher was inspired to create art after a trip to New Orleans, which has taken him all the way to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Watch this. We'll announce tonight's winners when we get back and wrap up tonight's program. Tim Carroll of Conway, South Carolina, loved to draw growing up, going to junior college for graphic design. After working in a factory and in the middle of getting a degree to be a teacher, a trip with his wife to New Orleans changed everything. We had been looking at artwork all day in the French Quarter on the Cater, and uh, it was all different kinds of just weird artwork body paintings and different kinds of folk art. Heading back to the hotel, I stopped in at a 7-Eleven, picked up a magazine and saw a little blurb about the 100th anniversary of the T206 Wagner. So I asked my wife, wouldn't it be cool if I could take all the commons in my closet and trade them for a Wagner? I got the wheels turning, uh, got back home, pulled them out of the closet and started cutting. Made this crude, ugly, hideous, honest Wagner and um, posted online as a joke of, hey, I traded all my commons for a Wagner. Next thing you know, I had people asking for me to do this player and that player and this card and I was not expecting the response I got. I started teaching shortly after I created my first piece. So it was kind of like I started both at the same time. And as time went on, uh, I would, was doing the artwork on the side as supplemental income. The wait list had been backed up for a while. The prices had you know, climbed. I was taking the artwork a lot more serious, spending a lot of time on weekends and nights, but there was an opportunity that came up in October of 2016 that allowed me to step away from the classroom and just give it a shot. And it's been something crazy. I haven't looked back. So I know on this uh, 59 tops mantle, I have some darker areas in the back, back here, and I'm also gonna be pulling any kind of portraits. So I'm just looking for, you know, skin tones, larger sections, something like Greg Harris there now. He, he's something I can use. 87 tops is always a great set because I'm able to just use the backgrounds, the sky, the grass, the jerseys, the face. Uh, Kelly Downs, Kelly is used in a lot of my work. So, I mean, you know, I've been asked before, you know, do you think it's okay to just keep cutting cards and keep cutting them? Well, no one is going to be pulling out Kelly Downs cards and using them except for, you know, me. 
A majority of the time required to create each piece is invested before a single cut card is placed on the canvas. Pulling the right cards, uh, spending time getting the right sets to make sure that the card colors are closer matched than what I did with my first few that I made. But most of the time is really spent on the underdrawings itself just to make sure that everything is where it's supposed to be. I'm a former math teacher, so I use a lot of math, a lot of uh, grid work, use the grid process and um, I start sketching whatever's in quadrant one, you know, I draw that two, three, and then sketch it out. And then it's uh, more along the lines of seeing things in shapes. So, and you know, if you see a, a big highlight here across the cheek, you know, I'll, I'll just kind of circle that out as this needs to be something that I need to really change that tone there. No embellishing. I don't use any kind of markers or paint or anything. Everything is kind of like all natural, you know, coming from the cards. It's, it's how they came out of the packs. In some cases, it's not just a set itself, but it's an actual card. Like I created a 1908 Rose postcard of Walter Johnson and the green in the background I knew was going to be a challenge to, to try to get that green. Going through the 87 top set, Donnie Moore the green grass of the background, that particular card is what I used. So I used um, probably 120 to 140 just Donnie Moore cards just for some of the green in the background. Tim has created commissioned pieces for former players like Omar Vizquel, Andre Dawson, and Joe Torre. His work also earned him a spot in a sacred place where he could have never imagined it would take him. I couldn't throw a ball through a pane of glass in high school, but I was left-handed, so I got to pitch. And, uh, <laughs> and I never, I knew I wasn't ever gonna make it playing past high school, even though that would have been really cool. So getting in the Hall of Fame as a baseball player, that was never gonna happen. A couple of years ago, I get an email out of the blue saying that there was this new wing that was gonna be opening up in the Hall of Fame devoted to baseball cards. And uh, they were gonna have one wall that was devoted to uh, artwork created or inspired by cards itself. And they said, we would love to have a piece of your art be, you know, on that wall. And um, yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't reply with yes and thank you and fast enough. And so my 1955 top Sandy Kofax now hangs at the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. I still can't believe it. It's therapeutic. And I get to just, you know, flip something on as background noise and I, I sit and I work. And I was completely content with teaching, completely content with uh, everything and the way my life was. I was very happy. I didn't even realize it could change so drastically and still make me just as happy, but it has, and I love it. I wouldn't change a thing. To give you guys a tease of what we have going on next week, I can guarantee you two of the boxes we will be breaking are Panini, Rookie and Stars, NFL Football with two autos and two memorabilia cards in every box, and the brand new or nearly brand new Revolution Soccer. Ooh, very cool. So, join us next week for that, and who knows what else. 
All right. That's going to do it for us here at GoGTS Live, the Hobbies web show. Thanks to James Gale behind the scenes and my co-host Chris Duber, as always. And most importantly, you guys for tuning in to watch. Thanks for hanging out with us this evening. If you don't show up, no reason for us to be here. So thank you very much. We'll do it all over again next weekend with a brand new episode of GoGTS Live, the Hobbies web show. But in the meantime, have a great weekend and always be collecting. Good night, everybody.